Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Formal conversations about success in sports. In life, today with the great Greg Jones. We're super excited to be having him today. Greg Jones, three-time NCAA champ, and great guy all right. Oh, here we go. Wait, I think I just saw you pop on. One second. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just saw you. I just saw you. Let me go to connect. Wait a minute, I just had it. You. There we go. All right. Now I think Greg, all you have to do is just click connect, and then we should be good to go. And we're on. Yo. Can you see me? Not yet. Wait a minute. What's going on? Maybe. Yeah, I got go. you now. Hey, how's it going? Uh, what's up, brother? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. All's well. How have you been? Happy Easter. Oh, likewise. <laughs> Thank you. Have you been you and your family? Ever no, it's been good. I was, I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just, um, just talking to my daughter here five minutes ago. Uh, so I don't know when we're gonna have a time to do some family time like this. So I'm grateful for it. But man, they're getting rough. <laughs> I know. No, you got your daughter there. You got my son right down here with me. He's he's right underneath me playing with um little thing here. <laughs> yeah, I got one one doing homework in front of me, one in another room doing homework. So we'll we'll right. make the best of it. All right, you got every, you got the situation under control. Yeah, we're all good, brother. <laughs> I was saying we got um we got a little bit in common. Zeke Jones coached both of us, right? He was your assistant coach. Yeah, just my, my head. Uh, Zeke was my coach all the way through. How you had him all all four or five years. Well, my last two years of college, because I was at Rutgers for three years and transferred to the university yeah. for my last two, and that's when right. Zeke got job over there, so for two years. Yeah, no, I joke with Zeke all the time. I was his launching pad into where his career is at right now. That's right. That's right. 
but uh, no, I see. Um, it's funny about the impact a coach can have, man. Because I, you know, just flipping through your materials and see some of the language and stuff that you guys are are using and passing along to young kids is I see uh, I see a lot of Zeke Jones in there, um, and it's just uh, amazing that the influence that he's had and and continues to have. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I watch. It's funny because I watch some of um the old Bobby Douglas. Uh, co watching him coach when he was coaching at Arizona State and Iowa State and listening to some of the things he would say, like win the match two or three times. And he's yeah. got the guy back. He's like, look for the fall. And I'm like, oh, wow, he got it from Bobby Douglas. That's how it works. You know? Yep, yep. That's how it should work, right? That's it. That's it. I just keep glancing down every now and then to make sure my son isn't putting anything in his mouth. No, you're good. How old? <laughs> and um, now Matt Levy was your teammate. He and I <laughs> battles. He was one of the best guys I ever wrestled with. Leby, me, Matt Leby actually started wrestling in my basement. There was, really? um, growing up, there was, my, my dad had a, had a wrestling club. Um, there was probably, this is a little bit before, say what's up, man. Hey. So a little bit, he's gone. A little bit before, um, you know, all the wrestling clubs started to become a big thing. Um, we were, my dad already had us rolling, um. It was me, Matt Levy, Brandon Lauer wrestled at West Virginia. My cousin George Carter wrestled, uh, wrestled at Bloomsburg. There's probably about four or five other guys, maybe six other guys that went on to, to wrestle Division One. But Levy was a worker, man. Yeah. Levy was a worker, and he competed hard. And he's, uh, he's actually doing a real good job coaching, too, up there in Pennsylvania. Oh, he's in PA coaching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's at uh, – Levy grew up 20 minutes uh, – this high school was 20 minutes from mine. He, uh, he's, coaching, he's coaching at Franklin Regional now. Word. I went to, um I went into college lacking some pretty serious fundamentals, and when I wrestled Matt Levy, I learned the dr the dreaded lesson that you can't reach with the same hand that you're stepping with with your lead leg because he just kept pop right in, pop right that was in. A <laughs> that was a shot. <laughs> he was, he wasn't gonna be nothing fancy, but he he was definitely effective. He was he was solid. I remember one match I lost to him. One match I lost to him, seven. It was the finals of the Navy Classic, but I mean I, like, I remember. I, like, I happened to somehow, like, sneak a reversal or a takedown in there, but I was not in the match. Like, yeah. I really, I mean, as far as how it felt, it felt like you completely dominated me. But somehow, like, I, I got, like, a takedown. I snuck something in. But, like, even that match, he kicked my butt. People were like, wow, you wrestled tough against Matt Levy. I'm like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, one of, the, one of the things that Zeke, that Zeke always said about you, he's, he always spoke about your work ethic. And he said that, you were a guy that really prided himself on his work ethic and that like when people would say, oh, he's, you know, he's just real talented. He's a freak. He said you, didn't, you really weren't a fan of that. You don't like hearing that from people and that you really took the time to put the hard work in. So that, that I have that in my head, even back from 2006 when I met Zeke. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I think that's one of the things that, that also came from him and, and coach Trumbull at the time that, um, you know, I think, I don't know, it's kind of a, a, a cop out. And I think you ask any, a high level athlete, um, that same question, but it's, it, it kind of short sells, um, you know, what, what, what you're trying to accomplish with saying, Oh, he was just really fast. You know, he was just really athletic. Um, but then I really think as I, as I grew, I think my brother, older brother, Virtus is very, very talented and he, he worked hard. He just wasn't as willing to learn as much as I was, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I had the advantage of him, him going first and, uh, you know, through, through an established work, work ethic, um, really, you know, just kind of started to figure everything out. And, um, 
that you know kind of you have your principles I had mine my my two principles were the same every match um I want to go out there I want to get as tired as I can I want to go out and score as many points as I can because I'm not I might lose a 4-3 match but I'm not going to lose scoring 16 18 points so that was that was um that was kind of my my mindset and you know you have all these guys out there afraid of, you know, running from fatigue or serving it. I see it more in the line I'm working now being a 15-minute, five-minute round, 15-minute fight. Um, but, uh, you know, I think fatigue is not something something that we need to run from. Fatigue is something we need to embrace and uh, and work through. No, I, I love that because there's a lot of guys, a lot of people around the country who nailed it. And even high – Division one cow wrestlers that one of the biggest things that holds them back is they're afraid of getting tired in the match. And then you said, actually, you're looking to get yourself tired. And two guys I could really think of also like that. I think of like Kyle Dake and Kyle Snyder. I mean, of course, there's many, many wrestlers. Sure, sure, those, sure, sure. Those guys after the match, you look at them and, and they just look shocked. It looks like it's like it's not that they're out of shape. It's that they've worked so hard during that match. And that's again, like you're you're bringing that to the table. Also, that's that's an important point for wrestlers to to hear and fighters. Yeah, and I think I think that reverts back to the, the previous point too. Is you have to go there, you know. Um, you uh, there's a good article with with Kerry Collot talking that uh, you know I, I had to go there every day, you know, and I had to go there every day, and I had to know when the when the pressure was on the line, I I had to figure out and know how to get there. Um, and that's that's where again alluding to the my previous point is it's just a real real refined sense of of work over an extended period of time um and hopefully that's you know it comes out <clears throat> comes out uh, positively what, what did you do so like who did you work out with in the room when you were in, when you were in college especially like in other words as time went on and you got better and better um, were you still able to get challenged in the room? Did you have to create more challenges for yourself? Did your brother come in and wrestle with you? How did that go? Yeah, no, you know, uh, I, it was never – I had never had a problem, um, uh, you know, finding workout partners. If I did, you know, my, my coaches would certainly figure out a way to put a little bit extra stress on me. Um, but I wrestled, I wrestled everybody. Um, you know, one of the things that I think um, as, I, as I got bigger – um, it was obviously very important for me to maintain the speed and maintain the skills um, that I did as I was uh, the same as I was a one or three pounder. So um, that's uh, as, as I, as I grew, I, I, I wrestled a lot of 49. Mike Torriero was a big training partner of mine. Eric Mullen was a 65 pounder um, and just a whole, whole bunch of guys. But, you know, I, I wrestled any, I mean, I would drill anyone from, 133 on all the way up to heavyweight so um with intense focus on what the, the task at hand and, and it, i think you're going to become a little bit irrelevant um you know at the time we were we were competing at a high level at west virginia too so the bar was high the bar was set high for all of us so no matter who i grabbed it was something that i could get productive out of that was yeah. another zeke line right never let your workout partner cut into your workout right that's right. I probably have, you probably have a lot of the worksheets that he sent to us. He gave us these different worksheets that would say that, like, let your heart show your training, win the match two or three. I have all your material, man. I have all your material. It just maybe formatted a little different. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. What, 
What else, what else mentally, what else do you think that, um, whether it was things said to you or other coaches or just things, you know, just in general, like in wrestling and that now you pass on to your fighters, what are some of like, my key points? I know every guy is different, right? There's no cookie cutter approach. Naturally, sure. mindset program because you got to standardize it somewhere. But really the idea is you want to help athletes find themselves. So are there any kind of like guiding principles mentally that you, maybe you had or you passed to your guys, anything like that? Um, I'm not to doubt that, doubt that in a little bit because I got a lot going up there, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure I do. Um, you know, I think I think it all starts with a, starts, uh, and I've heard a you know a lot of people allude to it. Um, is it starts off with who you surround yourself with. Um, you know, if you see, there's not a lot of elite wrestlers or elite athletes, elite athletes, especially elite wrestlers, um, that are by themselves. You know, usually if a team has a has a stud wrestler, usually there's a second one close yeah. by or a third one um, that that kind of pulls that group along. Um, so I think that's that's probably one of the most critical things is finding the right people, finding the right environment in which you can thrive in, and just um, and and just like you said, someone that it's gonna it's gonna meet you where you're at and help help kind of define define your path for you. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say some maybe like wrong things to focus on? Like mistakes that you see your fight and the wrestlers too. You focus maybe on the wrong things. What are some of those? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um I think that the first one we talked about is, you know, being being afraid of fatigue, being afraid to get tired or what, then you you know what happens is you start you start clock watching and then and you know, the next five seconds feels like five minutes, you know. Um one, something I used to do is I used to um, I used to break a match up into five, ten, or fifteen second clips, depending on what kind of action it was. So um, it wasn't this long seven, uh, uh, call a wrestling match a ten minute time frame, right? It wasn't a, it wasn't I have four more minutes left, so I go out of bounds, I come back in, I I just have to win this whistle start. Yeah. However, this whistle start is it's if it's five seconds, if it's you know fifteen, seventeen seconds till we reset and go out of bounds because I cover a lot of distance, then that's my focus. I want to win the next moment, win the next whistle start, and then you start pounding those moments on top of moments on top of moments. Right. And that's that's how you build. That's how you b build a successful performance. I'm not saying win or lose, but that's how you. That's how I built my performances. That just win the next five seconds, win the next ten seconds. Um, you know, I see a lot of guys just, just really just make competition, um, whether it be wrestling or fighting, they, they make it, they make it too, too difficult, too complex, um, worried about things that they, they can't control, worried about the crowd or, or whatever. So however you have to do it to figure out, again, that time thing was yeah. also a way for to keep my, to keep my focus small. The, right. the um and to kind of simplify things for me um it, and like i said and then you get throughout the match and i still have my my two goals i still i know i'm going to set those goals i'm 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 going to get as tight as i can and that's going to lead to scoring points um for me um i was always better off if i over wrestled another zeke line i'm i'm better i was better if i over wrestled rather than under wrestled right so um if I'm doing too much, that that means I'm I'm on the right track. If I'm not doing not doing enough, my feet are stuck. 
um, maybe maybe I'm watching the clock um, to know I get choice next period and I'll I'll flip the score that way. I, that's that's all that's all the danger zones right. uh, for me, you know. So just a lot of a lot of little things like that. It um, has actually been been fun to help refine those things, switching from straight wrestling um, over to fighting, and just um, it's been great for my for my learning, for my creativity, um, and just preparing athletes to compete. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense, and I like that over wrestling as opposed to under wrestling. Because a lot of times you see that, like the, you have a really good wrestler who's just not doing very much. And right. you're, like, you're better off just creating some kind of action. And if you're a good wrestler, you know you'll probably find your way out of it. As that's the to, idea. And and it, and it also would just stink to go down that way where oh I could have done more. Like I'd rather right. go down the other way. I made some mistakes as opposed to I I didn't do enough. Yeah, that was another thing. Um... Another thing that I would use is, um, and I, this relates directly to fighting too, that um, I think back to a lot of my NCAA semifinals and, and final matches. So that's what you see. You see, you're, you, get into the, uh, you get into your match, um, you know, the, the match kind of takes on a life of its own. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of out there and kind of seeing what's going to happen. He does this, I do this. Then you end up two and a half minutes in, score zero, zero. And you just kind of, you know, stance in motion, you might as well be doing. You know, so I think about those whenever I would come in a situation where I would start feeling a little bit heightened pressure or and this is all reflection. I didn't realize this going yeah. through or kind of, you know, the, the cream's rising to the top, so to speak. Um, my I, I, my only plan for the match would be in the first 10 seconds, he's got to feel an explosive, hard, fast double leg within that 10 minute, 10 second window. If, if I get it good, I'm, I'm up 2-0. if I don't get it, that's fine too. Cause now, now he has to wrestle a little bit differently. He has to respect my level changes. I'm going to start making him reach. He's going to down block. I'm going to go run behind him. So just letting him that's firing off that hard shot. No, no matter if it's successful or not, but firing off that hard shot in that first 10 seconds would change the whole complexion of the match. Cause it's a lot different. You know, if you watch, um, maybe football, uh, uh, up-tempo offense in football, you watch it on film, you watch it on film, you have their assignments down pretty good. Um, but once you get up there and you line that thing up in live and they start the tempo, the up-tempo, no huddling, now you start playing, the defense is playing a little bit faster than they want to, now you start creating spaces and now you start creating separations and there's your touchdown. Same concept as it relates to, to that. I think that's great. And back in back. Back in college, I remember Zeke saying that the most takedowns analyzing the NCAA's World Championships, most takedowns happen within 15 seconds of a whistle start. You know, whether you whether it's in the beginning of the match or going out of bounds. Do you have the same kind of mentality like when you went out of bounds or there was like a stalemate or there was or was it really more just in the beginning of the match that you were thinking fire the No, match? especially well 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 both. Well yeah. both because I, I knew I wanted to make him feel my speed and explosiveness in right. that in that beginning window. Um but then we go out of bounds, you know, again, that's, it's a new match. Every whistle start, to me, is a new match. Right. And you, and you see that among really good wrestlers. You, you almost feel like maybe like taking a step back, you think, well, if I shoot right away, maybe he's going to be ready for it. Because a lot of times, what's the first thing people do? With, so? You know, the blows, they step back and they start kind of bouncing around. Right. But you almost feel like, well, maybe he's ready for it. Or I don't know. I mean, that's the wrong mentality, obviously. You should be thinking about getting to your offense, like you said. Right. Oh, so what? What's the worst thing going to happen? You go down 2-0? Yeah. 
Right. You know, you have to work a little harder. That's what we're here for anyway. Right. No, that's phenomenal. I think that's great. I think that's great. And, and the whole idea of over wrestling as opposed to under wrestling. How about in, how about in fighting? Is there some kind of equivalent to that to get your motor running early on that you tell your fighters? Or? Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I tell my fighters. I, I don't know what it is half the time. No, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of things I, you know, I, and I, as I've gotten older, um, I've begun to do, I've kind of morphed because there's a lot of, a lot of things, um, in fighting that, that are outside of my area of expertise. Right. So I have, I have a box that I'm very competent in. Now my goal is to make that continue to grow that box, make it bigger and bigger and bigger. But no matter, no matter how we slice this thing, I'm not going to have 10 or 15 years of kickboxing boxing experience. Right. I'm just, I'm just not. Um, so I kind of, from my standpoint, instead of being a wrestling coach, I've kind of morphed into a little bit of a performance coach. Um, we hit all the wrestling, we hit all the wrestling stuff, but I still have to be valuable in a way outside of double legs and single legs. So that's kind of, um, forced me to, um, really one, understand the sport of fighting. But two, to understand understand my athletes to a much larger uh, much larger degree, because um, you know I do a I do a lot based off of off of feel. I I, th I think I have a pretty refined sense of perception. Um, I I've been a, in a lot of high pressure um, moments, and I understand how to how to read and, and respond in those moments. Um, so it's going to – what I say and what I do is going to vary from vary from fighter to fighter. I don't have – I mean, obviously, yeah, we have our, our core principles, um, but I don't necessarily have a, you know, a set way of, of reaching, re reaching the guys. I got, I got a good question. As you were, as you were saying that, I started thinking, um, how do you balance – so you have some, you have some um, fighters that are coming from a wrestling background, some mm – -hmm do some boxing, kickboxing, that kind of thing. How do you balance? And I don't even know if balance is the right word. Maybe it's not balance as much as it is finding your optimal point and knowing when to shift your weight there. But chances are you're probably going to be successful in your wheelhouse, like taking what you do really well and making it freaky. But at the same time, you have to balance those other areas. I guess mentally, where do you want your athletes? Like if they're a wrestler, how much do you, uh, I care. I, th I think of Aaron Pico, the, like one of his fights, like he's a really good wrestler. And a lot of times you see him striking all the time. Now he's a heavy hitter also. So we know he's a heavy hitter, but maybe your best stuff is wrestling. How do you, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, I, 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 I think I, I think I know where you're going. I, I'll, and I'm going to speak from, from, you know, my, my experience and, and what I've, uh, what I've done. It, uh, we have, I don't know, 40 fighters. We have 15, 17 guys in the UFC, another 8, 10, or 12 uh, in Bellator. Um, very few. We got Kamaru Usman, Logan Storley, Michael Chandler. Those are guys that I have with with real wrestling backgrounds. You know, um, a lot of people in MMA claim to be wrestlers. There's not a lot of wrestlers in MMA. There's a lot of people that have wrestled. In my mind, it's a big difference between a wrestler and someone that's wrestled. Um, so, so that outside of those three, maybe there's one or two other guys in there, um, that have, that <clears throat> wrestled at some point. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, it's really difficult for me to, for me to, 
teach a 26 or 20 year old guy how to wrestle. Right. I'm not going to teach you to be a wrestler. So what I try to do is I try to skip past that um, and really figure out ways to improve their overall athleticism. Uh, a lot of these guys have never been and have never played a bent over sport before. They, they don't, I tell them to bend their knees and get in a wrestling stance and they, they just don't know how to do it. Um, so what I try to do is while I'm increasing their overall athleticism, I put them in wrestling positions and I teach them how to get to the right spot, how to get to the right to position. And we rep it and we rep it and rep it. And there's, I'm kind of oversimplifying a little bit because there is some technical things along the way. Um, but I don't necessarily teach them how to be wrestlers, but right. if I can successfully teach them, improve their athleticism and teach them how to move like a wrestler, that's what we're looking for. Right. How to have fast hips, fast feet, how, how, how to have everything um, tied together. Because MMA wrestling is, in my mind, is basically pretty simple. It's pretty simple. If we can get you to read, react, and get to the right spot, we have a chance to win that position. Right. Then we, we come back, we reset, and then we start going over the finer details of it. We start filling in the gaps a little bit. After a certain period of time, the guys take over and they start making, making it their own. Um, as far as I think you were kind of getting into more, more kind of game planning for the fight, how fighters from different styles approach the fights with different game plans, depending on opponents. Um, and I think we, uh, my partner, uh, Henry Hoof, um, we've, he's, I've been with him since I started this a little over five years now, but we, we don't, we don't do a lot of specific fight specific game planning. Um, obviously we watch film, we understand the guy's strengths and the guy's weaknesses, but, um, he more than me, actually him, he, more than <clears throat> him, more than me. Um, he, he has a tense focus on, on, um, just becoming overall fighters. You know, right. your opponents are going to change from day to day. Um, but we put an intense focus on, on, on just making our group as best as it can. Maybe you switch from righty to Southpaw, whatever we make the adjustments, um, but he's, uh, he's, 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 he's really a great coach, and I've learned a, a ton from him. All right. Yes. Okay. No, that, makes, that makes sense. Because I'm thinking, like, if, you, if you've a wrestler, you want to kind of stay with what he's good at. I mean, you have to balance. Of course. <clears throat> you broke up a little bit. Oh, I was saying, because if, if you have someone who's a high-class wrestler, like, that's probably what they're going to bring to the table that they're going to beat other people with. You probably yeah, we're not going to change that. Like, you, you don't want them to overly focus on striking. They have to be a proficient striker. But how do you balance that? It's kind of also like in wrestling, too, just in general. Just in general, where you have to take what, or my understanding of it is, you find your weaknesses, you got to get them at least good enough, right? Whatever that look, which right. means very, very good, obviously, if you want to be a high level, if you get them good enough. And then your strengths, you have to make them freaky. Right, so if in your in the fighting world, if you're a striker, you got to make your striking freaky, and you got to make your wrestling, you know, good enough, like continuing to improve. Competent, right? yeah, just make it competent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And what you see where the wrestlers getting get in trouble, they they start getting some experience, and they knock one or two guys out, and then they fall in love with it, and they and they start getting away with what 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 got them there. I think that's uh, we've seen that <clears throat> over the years, and and a lot of a lot of really good wrestlers. Um, you know, it's fun knocking someone out. It's a great feeling. You get paid. You get you get paid more in the UFC, at least, if you you, you knock a guy out cold. So, um, 
but uh, you know, we still, we still, for those kind of guys, we still gotta, you know, make them good at what got them there. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. You got to you got to stick with where you're where you're good, right? That's a real. Yep. No, that's great stuff. That's great. How, how are your um how are your fighters training now? Like, what do you tell them to do? Given this yeah, um, it's it's been you know we're in the same boat as everyone. It's been it's been uh it's been difficult. You know we have uh we have a, a, a team tech string that we kind of just bounce some thing off them. Um, but we're just trying to make do however we can. You know, a lot of guys are are in their backyard. You know, um, but spend a lot of time. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting to be you know out out this long. But my initial thought was through this whole thing that it's actually a good good reset because um you know this sport the sport's so hard and we when we don't necessarily do fight camp so to speak that right. um you know we're we're kind of always in fight camp and we put a demanding schedule on these guys um so in some ways i whenever this was first announced i was like it's great it's a great time hit reset sure up any any elbow knee small what's up dude any any uh small small injuries you have um but this is although necessary it's it's getting long for everybody and and i get it yeah and sometimes when you have a little break from the sport it gives you an opportunity to like start reflecting on yourself because i think a lot sure, of athletes, sure sure like this happens with injuries too that's why we tell athletes that when you're hurt use this as an opportunity to reflect and actually think about what you're doing as opposed to just getting workouts in getting workouts in yeah you know, examine yourself like what am I doing well that I can make better what am I doing poorly that I can improve oh, kissy, kissy. yeah no exactly and there's and I think if you're committed to your craft I'm, I'm there's any number of ways that you that you can that you can do that and kind of my my message to them was that no matter what, um, do those things that you, that you said uh, we have to we as a team as we're going to come out of this ahead of everyone else right. when this thing opens up right. we we gotta be in a position to hit, hit the ground because uh, what's going to happen is an, uh, at least in our sport uh, at least in our sport as soon as they get the window open i think we're going to go we're going to start rolling and they're going to roll fight after fight after fight after fight so it's terribly important that uh, that their guys are are doing what's necessary of, uh, uh, right now. Right, staying ready. I think about it in terms of athletics and also as a business. That whenever there's a situation that's like massive, like this, it's like there's, there's always the opportunity for their changing of the guard, so to speak. Whereas you might have some people who are doing real well that now that ends their career basically, and yeah. some people that maybe they were they were lower that now they can jump a whole level. Same thing with the business. You have adversity like this with the economy. There's some businesses that it's their demise. They go broke. And there's other people that become multimillionaires. So it's it's the hustle that you're doing in between now and then. Um, you know, to yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you really got no choice, right? What are you, <laughs> what, what, what you going to do? <laughs> Just stop? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. It's true. No, if there's any way we could help out mentally guys we're, we're happy to or any materials we could provide you with you should probably have some of our materials right that anything that we could help with it's it's important it's important yeah extremely positive resilient and seeing opportunity during adversity it's just it's critical it's critical yeah very much so no that's, that's
Great stuff, Greg. Absolutely. No, a lot of great stuff. And this guy right here is going to be the benefit of that. You can learn yeah. We learned information on this call that you're going to have for the rest of your life. You've got to shoot. He's got to feel your shot the first 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I'll be looking for it. I'll be ready, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And I love, I, love, I mean, all that stuff is great. Just great stuff, Greg. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, no problem. I, I appreciate you having me on. And Any um, anytime, man, I'm, I'm easy to reach. You want to do it again? I'm, yeah, I'm certainly willing and able. Happy. And if there's anything, like I said, any way we could help, any kind of um, questions on mindset we could help with, just let me know. We're happy to do them over that way. It's a win-win, right? Absolutely. You guys you guys are doing a, doing a great job, and I think you guys uh, fill that void very well. I mean, uh, there's a, a lot of specialized training and stuff out there, but I think um, I think you guys are really, really on to something and headed into the right direction. Thanks Greg. I appreciate it. Stay safe, you and your family. Lord. You guys. All right. Likewise, brother. Thank you. Take, Take care. care, yeah? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.